When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, their songwriting technique, and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 128. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Alfie Templeman. The incredibly popular indie pop artist from the UK has just released his brand new single, entitled Broken. In today's episode, we help Alfie announce his debut record, Mellow Moon. We discuss songwriting throughout the pandemic. And we talk about his love of Peter Gabriel and Genesis. Here we go. Our guest today is a songwriter and multi-instrumentalist from the UK. Having released a handful of singles and EPs over the last few years, and amassing over 120 million streams in the process. Today, he's announcing his debut record, Mellow Moon, and celebrating by releasing the new single, Broken. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, uh, one Alfie Templeman. Hello, sir. How are we? Hey, man. I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm doing good. Just chilling at home in Bedford. Yeah, everything's, everything's nice. So, yeah. Beautiful. That's uh, very, very good to hear. What is, um, whereabouts is Bedford in the UK? It's like probably about 40 minute to an hour train from London, like a little bit up north from London. So it's kind of like a commuting town in a way. People kind of use, like live here to get to London. A lot of people work in London and then just come back here because it's cheaper to live in, I guess. But Very fair. Is this the, the family home? It is, yeah. It's literally where I've lived all my life. <laughs> I've recorded all my songs in here and everything, so <laughs> it's crazy. From what I heard is that you have come from quite a musical upbringing or quite like a, I don't want to say like a Von Trapp-esque family band, but like that everyone in your family is quite musical. Well, my my dad played guitar when when, well, just around the house, like as a hobby. Uh, quite a lot he's a builder and then um my mom's just always listened to music and then my sister's actually younger than me but she she sometimes plays music as well because uh, i think people people tend to think that like it's a it's a like extremely musical family but it's more like they just did it as a hobby and i just for some reason really picked up on it so yeah that's it's because my dad, he kind of just played he like he he liked a lot of like rockabilly but he also listened to like dire straits and stuff so he just picked up a lot of like guitar habits and stuff, figured it out himself, and then I just picked them off him as well. That's very cool. I can um nothing wrong with a bit of dire straits in the house, so I think you're in very good hands then if that's what your dad's listening to. Oh great, yeah, no, it's it's good stuff. <laughs> like I grew up with I grew up with the right stuff, definitely. <laughs> uh Alfie, it's a very exciting day today because we've got not only a new single from you, but we've got 
the announcement of a new album or debut album, which we'll get to in a second. But yeah, uh, Broken, the brand new single is out today. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's all happening. It's uh, it's kind of a big day, actually, with like everything going on with a single and an album and just all of the weight off your shoulders of like the last few, well, for me, years, because it's like I've been working on this stuff for so long now. So it's yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> the single is, I feel that it's kind of, uh, classic Alfie Templeman in terms of that it's extremely musically layered. It's very textured. Um, it's upbeat, but it does kind of deal with a little bit more of a um, maybe darker lyrical content. Are you able to tell us like what kickstarted the idea for this song? Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. It's quite funny because it's like the music's quite upbeat and quite like woo, and then the song <laughs> is actually quite darker, but. Um, yeah, it was. <clears throat> I quite like that juxtaposed kind of sound actually, because like I took that with like Radiohead and other people. That, for example, like their song "No Surprises," you can't really tell. It's kind of bittersweet. It's in the middle of both like gloomy and depressing, and also quite like happy sounding. So, I yeah, I just wanted to make something that was a bit more honest and and felt a bit more like it could reflect on <clears throat> what I was feeling and who I was at the time, and. Um, that was the song that kind of kickstarted it because a lot of the songs on this record <coughs> follow that similar pattern of where I'm, I'm just singing about my feelings a bit more openly. But I think this one does the best in a way where it's the most digestible, the most accessible, and it's a really good way to kind of like lay into the record before the other songs come from the album where they're a bit harder to digest because they are very deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very, very cool. The, um, the video itself uh, it, it works with the song beautifully and it kind of gave me, uh, it's directed by Jack Turner and it kind of gave me uh, similar vibes. And I'm, this is meant as a compliment because I think what I'm about to reference is a great piece of like music video history. Oh, uh, it kind of reminded me of the NSYNC It's Gonna Be Me video where they're like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. toys as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I love yeah. the events, man. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, that's great. I'm fine. I'll take, I'll take that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what was what was the I guess the idea or the treatment for the video um, when you first kind of decided that was going to be the single? The main thing I wanted to base it off, which they did like because they did a really good job of putting it all together, is that um, when you are kind of like a solo artist, for example, or just someone where you are you as your job. Like, so I like, you know, my career is being me. Like I am a solo artist. I am Alfie Templeman. And it's like, sometimes after a while it can feel like you're a product rather than a person because you're constantly yourself. You're constantly marketing yourself. So, um, I thought it was, it was quite a cool way of like putting yourself into an action figure and like a smaller version of me. And this is like the Alfie product kind of thing. So that's, that's, that's kind of in a nutshell, what, what that was about. Just the whole like product rather than person kind of feeling that, that, that I'm sure so many other artists get. Cause when you're a solo artist, like you're constantly focusing on your on yourself and everything's about you like everything the label does they're all just like it's all coming back to this one person which is you so it's it's just very intense and for a long time I was like god there's something weird here like I can't figure out why like it was just very anxiety inducing because like it was like all eyes on me for a while and so it felt like a kind of producty thing so that's that's how the video came about in a way 
it is a, um, as I said, it is a beautiful video um, and I think definitely holds up um, with the aforementioned uh, NSYNC video. Uh, touching on what you just said um, a second ago, I know recently on Twitter you kind of mentioned, I think the the difference between trying to be a musician in 2021 or 2022 yeah. and then having that, like, you signed up to be a musician, not a content creator, and how you kind of balance that. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, it's changed a lot even in the last couple years. Like, even when I signed, which was 2018, things were so different. There was there still wasn't that much of a social media push. Like, sure, it was, it was coming into play a lot more, but at the same time, artists like had the option and it would usually just be like artists actually controlling their own social media a lot of the time, I think. So in the last few years, um, there's definitely been more of like a scheme and how to, how to kind of work social media, how to really, how to really push it to the next level. Uh, You know, labels have whole teams of people now that decide on these things. And, um, it's quite weird because you're you're all, you're in a sea of people at the moment where everyone's trying to reach the same thing. Everyone's looking for that fame, you know. Everyone's putting that hashtag for you or whatever. Everyone's trying to get to the same place, but because there's so many people, it's such a massive sea. It just does. It's lost all kind of, you know. There's nothing special about it anymore to me, and um, I'd rather just focus on the art and the creativity, which still feels so new and so refreshing. And I just, I just see a massive problem with TikTok in general because it, 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 I, I feel like it's, it's, it's actually kind of changing the way that kids learn nowadays. Like their attention spans are going down. Like TV programs are having to be shortened um, because people can't focus for more than like fifteen seconds to a minute, which is, which is, which is bad in a lot of ways. And I don't really want to be too much of a part of that if i'm honest like it's i i don't want to be responsible for anything like that so um it's just yeah it's a, it's a tough one and i know how i know the importance of it nowadays because social media is free it's a free tool so everyone's going to want to push it like labels whatever whatever line of business you're in like if it's free promotion but at the same time it's just i think you can easily cross the line with it nowadays and people are crossing the line so easily and i feel like it's actually changed the way that we function and how how we work nowadays. Like everything is based through it, so it's quite scary in a lot of ways for me. I can very much respect and agree with with that kind of standpoint. I think that there's always going to be like a new previously what was it like MySpace before Facebook and everything else. Like there's always going to be free tools to yeah. help. Um, promote music and, and products, but it is crazy how much TikTok has kind of filtered into everyday life and how people just act in public now as well. Yeah, yeah, it's changed the way that people act in public. Like, obviously, we didn't have that with MySpace or Facebook. Well, at least not to that same level. <laughs> so. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is, again, a very exciting day because on top of the single... Uh, you're announcing your debut record. We've had a mini album and some EPs before this, but uh, the debut record, Mellow Moon, is coming out this year in May. Congratulations, mate. This is very, Thank very you. exciting news. Oh, I'm so, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's, um, it's, a, it's a massive one. Um, I just can't wait for people to hear it, to be honest. So, 
Of course, yeah. When you, um, as you mentioned, just I think a little bit before that you've been working on this for like quite a while now, when did you kind of sit down and be like, this is the album or this is what we're working towards instead of like an EP or, or something like that? Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, because the, the actual process of the record started in May 2020 and I don't think <clears throat> I don't think it was till last year, last summer, that I kind of sat down and said, okay, this is something a bit more than what I've done before. Like, this feels like it's finally time to do something this big, this ambitious, this kind of crazy. Um, because, yeah, I did, I've done a lot of EPs, I've done a mini album, but like when it came to doing a debut album, I knew that it's a really important moment in your career. Like it's, it's kind of like a, it's a flag post in, in the kind of like the history of you. So it was, it's a big, it's a big step. Like I wanted to get it right because like people remember your debut album, like it stands out really, really boldly. So it took a lot of work, it took two years, which is way longer than most of the product, uh, um, most of the stuff that I make, most of the productions and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. I think it's, it, it, it's come together really well. And, um, yeah, I, I think it must've been about, yeah, last summer when everything kind of shaped up nicely. That's very, very exciting. I've, um, heard some of the songs, obviously we've still got a few more months till the, the whole thing comes out, but from what I've heard yeah. is that you're kind of not resting on any laurels with this, that you are kind of looking to expand your sound. I think, I've heard that there's folk, there's some like indie R&B, you've delved into prog rock, if I've heard correctly. Yeah, prog rock's my favourite, so. <laughs> yeah. How important was it for you when you were looking at this, as you as you mentioned, like it is, it's a, it's a very definitive point in your career, the debut album. Yeah. Uh, how important was it for you to be able to go, yep, yeah, let's kind of cover a lot of sounds or... or not just do the one same thing for the 12 tracks. I had to do a bit of everything for, for this record. It was so important to me because like, obviously it was such a massive step. It was like such an important kind of moment for me that I wanted to just get in a bit of every single thing that had led me to this point more than anything this time, because I'd done that in previous releases, but now I had a whole like release and like my, but I, as well as that, like the, the album's 14 songs. So it's like, it's got, a, it's got a lot of material in it and it's got a lot of stuff, um, <laughs> a lot of different sounds. So I, I was really, it was really important for me to like, just, just fill it with as many different sounds, many different influences as possible. So I was, I, I was just messing around with so many different instruments, so many different little sounds. I started playing cello on this record and stuff. Like I was really trying to like explore as many <laughs> different like creative kind of patches that I'd, that I'd missed off but always wanted to explore before so it was a, it was a it was a level it was definitely a level of confidence that kind of like displayed as well I've um I've heard that you are self-taught on I think 10 or 11 instruments I think the flute was the, the latest one if, if I've heard correctly flute yeah I'm not very, <laughs> I'm not very good at it I'm trying <laughs> I look, I, I think it's still commendable that you're giving it a shot. It is, um, it's not the world's easiest instrument. So I think that there should still be kudos for, for the attempt. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm self-taught in most of the stuff, but then 
I've got drums where uh, I was taught like jazz drums. So that's kind of the basis for all of my work and all of my songs, getting a really good drum sound. And that the very first thing on the record is a song called A Western. And the very, very, very first thing that I recorded on the whole album was the drums for that song. And it was in my dad's little shed. And I like set up a single microphone and shoved my drums in there and just like started playing this beat. So <laughs> that's where it all starts for me. When you are sitting down to write your songs and, and I guess begin the, like the composition because you are so well-versed or at least are attempting to be well-versed in all these different instruments, how do you, uh, how do you begin that process? Like do you start with a piano or guitar every time or is it different depending on where the inspiration comes from? I think for the most part it, it, it is, well, it used to be drums a lot. I used to really like to get a really good drum sound, you know, maybe not even record it, but at least get the sound that I was looking for and, and, and really work on that. And then like, I'll, I'll find a tempo, like whatever melody I have in my head. Cause I'll just, I'll just walk about all day and I'll, I'll think of melodies in my head and then I'll voice memo them and then I'll take them and then like think of a tempo, get the right drum sound, play some drums to it, and then just play in the riff that I've voice memoed, try and remember it as much as I can, like make sure that I'm doing it justice from like my humming or whatever that was on the voice. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. And then I just put it all together kind of thing. Like I, I, I structure it up until um, the very last bit is normally vocals, to be honest. Like I will write lyrics around the song or, or uh, recycle them. But on this record and like for bro- the song Broken, for example, and another one called Just Below the Above, those songs are both like based off like old songs that I made when I was 14. So I've recycled like old like lyrics, I've recycled old riffs, old like song structures. So I, I'm going back and looking at old things that I did ages ago as well and, and mixing it all together which I think is really fun and really cool that it's like these little ideas that I had years ago have like kind of um, stood the test of, well, a couple years, but <laughs> you can say time. Yeah. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
I think, yeah, 100%. If you've got something even 12 months on that you've come back to and you can still enjoy, I think that is an indicator yeah. of that it's, that it's got some legs yeah. to it. I think especially when you're like when you're super duper young, because I did that stuff when I was like 14. So when you're like <clears throat> when you're like an 18 year old looking back at what you did when you were 14, you're normally probably going to quite cringe or whatever. But like there were some good ideas in there. <laughs> still, so I think that's why I was quite like shocked that these things were like quite a few years old considering my age and I still quite enjoyed them. So. Yeah, of course. Um, how many ideas or kind of melodies or like in, if, if we're talking about like a vault, how many ideas roughly do you think are still yeah. sitting in there ready to be repurposed at another time? Oh man, there's like a million songs that, that I wrote and recorded for this that didn't make the cut, <laughs> but like let's say 30 or 40 of those. And then on top of that, like just countless voice notes the last couple years, <clears throat> I've done about 500 voice notes of just random stuff. So it's just really building up now, but I've got lots of stuff and I can take that and put it into the next release or whatever. So yeah, of course. Uh, with this record, you went back to work with Justin Young um, again from The Vaccines, uh, who are a great UK band for anyone who hasn't heard of The Vaccines. Um, how did this kind of working relationship come about? Because it seems that you guys, or you appear to work well together. Yeah, well, I think it all started because I, I was a massive fan of them and we went under the same management for ages. And so... Um, like I got, I got my manager Peter. I was like, "Can you, can you let Justin know? I'd love to do a session sometime." And I thought nothing of it. And then Justin was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's let's do something." And this was about this was 2019. This is when we did Happiness and Liquid Form, which is an older song. So we made that together in the studio in in a few hours. And he was like, "Wow, like you make really good like riffs and melodies. Let's do some more stuff." So we kind of just started doing stuff like during the pandemic. We kind of just. Um, started making little recordings at home <clears throat> like he'd send over ideas and then I'd, I'd elaborate on them and work on them and then send it back and he, he'd add little bits and pieces almost like a English teacher like changing like the mistakes he made but um <laughs> so we did that for ages and then his friend will kind of help produce and then yeah we, we did all of that and then after the pandemic after the lockdown kind of lifted we just started making more stuff together so that's what kind of ended up being on the record in a way because um, you know, I still play most of the stuff by myself, but I, I got a helping hand from them, and they they they've they've taught me a lot. So, I, yeah, I just love working with them, and they've really shaped the record in a way. That's very very cool. I am, um, yeah, I do look forward to kind of hearing more from what you guys have done. Because again, so far it has kind of been brilliant. So um, yeah, it's very very exciting to see that uh, there's more being worked on. <laughs> um, I know that during the pandemic, mentioning the um, writing during the pandemic, that uh, some artists we've spoken to kind of struggled to get into like a creative headspace during the pandemic. Some found yeah. it that with time at home, they were able to jump into, you know, make the most of it. Um, and again, I know before you kind of mentioned at the start, you had a little bit of trouble. Where did you land in terms of, I guess, utilising that time or feeling that that time was right to to write music in, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I, I, um, 
yeah, I definitely went through the same kind of patch where for a long time, um, well, I, I went into the pandemic and I was like, <clears throat> oh, this is great. I can just record songs now, <clears throat> write songs. And then I tried and it was just like, I was like staring at a brick wall for like hours and hours because I just couldn't think of anything. I couldn't think of anything that was worth actually jotting down or anything that sounded good enough. So it took me a good few months before I felt like anything was valid enough to write about. And it was like, I had to experience things in my own head and, and learn from things. And I'd learned from the pandemic. I learned from the lockdowns. I'd learned from not going anywhere for, you know, quite a few months. So, um, I think that's what did it for me. Like just, just dying of boredom almost like really helped me kind of <laughs> figure out what was going on. And, and like, I managed to peek inside my own head a little bit more, a little bit more than I usually would let myself. And I think it was like the, it was the corner in my head where I'd only let myself go into that kind of darker corner where I'd experience all my problems and try and solve them by myself. And I think I finally had the confidence to kind of show that a little bit more to, to just show what was going on in my head. And as a result of that, like the songs became a lot more honest, a lot more real. And it also helped me as a result of that. I think hopefully it will help other people too. Yeah, of course. Um, do you think that there's been not a pressure, but again, some other people have spoken to is almost like, I feel that it's a terrible, terrible cliche <laughs> um the like the tortured artist kind of um uh, caricature or whatever do you find that there's pressure even if it's just from yourself to to kind of play into that and to be able to be like no I have to do this like I, I don't there's always a tendency I feel maybe that people don't actually look after themselves as well as they should and with that yeah did you find that you ever had a pressure even from yourself to kind of play the, the tortured artist card? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of one of those things that I feel like a lot of artists just do. Like I never know whether artists are sincere about it or not. Like sometimes I, there's definitely artists that pretend they're being like terribly exploited or like, you know, the classic tortured artist kind of thing. But I think for the most part, that's that's changed quite a lot nowadays. And it's more like artists will just, like, really show their pain a lot more nowadays because they know it, it works. I'm not saying it's a, it's a good way of selling, but it is proven to work because it gets stuck on your head more. Like, that kind of thing works well with publicity as well. The f people really remember that when when there's more of a story and, and it's more of, like, you know, oh, this artist was in the worst, like 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 deepest darkest hole when they made this song and like like everyone was treating them like shit like that's like it can be true and it also isn't so i don't know it depends i guess but for me it was like i don't know my label were pretty chill with me and like i've got a good relationship with them so it was less like that like i still had all the creative like no creative boundaries at all so i could do what i wanted really so no that's that's very cool i think that just touching on what you said that it's also like an element of connection almost that it does help in terms of marketing and selling but I feel that it especially the last two years if someone's going through something painful it helps fans know that they're it doesn't matter who you are in terms of musicians celebrity whatever else that they're also still feeling that same pain I guess yeah that's true yeah 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 I think in some ways it can make it worse to be fair like I'm, I'm definitely not 
invalidating any of those feelings because I, I know that for a lot of artists it's actually really intense and tough so yeah for sure yeah um Alfie it is also exciting because you're able to get back onto the road um in the UK and Europe at least not here in Australia but you know fingers crossed um you've got dates from March through to August how excited are you to kind of get back out there in front of people and play some shows oh man I'm 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 so excited it's gonna be great I'm just looking forward to summer in general and just having a bit nicer weather and and getting to play some gigs again so for sure yeah it's gonna be awesome what are the things uh what are the best things about a London summer for yourself I don't just everyone's alive and everyone's about and doing things again which is nice like everything kind of shuts down in the winter so it's really nice to see everyone out and about again and you know just everyone's in the same place because we don't have to like like go to somewhere and meet up all in the same room like you can all just stay outside and in a massive like park like i mean i live because i live in bedford it's like we've got a lot of the countryside here and so i just chill with friends here and like there's like really nice rivers and stuff nearby it's just really pretty so Oh, beautiful. Uh, Alfie, usually we'd ask our guests what they're currently listening to. Is there a new, oh, it doesn't have to be new, sorry. Is there an album or a track or an artist that you're currently kind of uh, enthralled with or, or spinning a lot on your record player? Oh, um, God, actually, I have a little Spotify thing here I'm going to check because I do, I do have a few. I mean, I've been listening to Genesis an awful lot, but like the Peter Gabriel stuff because I think it's really good. <laughs> um, also, an artist called Ghost Woman. Uh, they're really good. And yeah, all, all of the Peter Gabriel stuff in general is so good. Um, yeah, Common Saints as well. He's really good. Uh, Charlie, his name is, uh, he does a lot of really cool production and he's done stuff for George Smith and he did a bit of work on the record, but I've been listening to him a lot. So it's a bit of a mix really. Nice. That does, um, yeah, quite varied, but also, uh, I know that I think you have a Spotify playlist yourself where you kind of showcase, uh, is it you showcase upcoming artists or you get them to kind of do your own Alfie's version of new music Friday? I, I get them to like submit their own, their own songs and then I'll like put them on a playlist and share them. That's very, very cool. I think that um, especially for someone in your position to be able to, you know, go and give a leg up to uh, to some of those smaller bands that are still coming up, I think that's very commendable to yourself. And it's also just a, you know, it's a good way to find new music. Oh, absolutely. I just listen through to all the songs and I'm like, yeah, these are great. <laughs> I have my little playlist <laughs> of like my favourite ones that I really like, so... That's very, very cool. Alfie, um, congratulations again on the announcement of Mellow Moon. Congratulations again on the single release, Broken, and thank you so much for your time today. I do appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate it as well. Thank you, Simon. Thank you. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Alfie Templeman for his time. Broken is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the single or pre-order Mellow Moon. We also want to give a huge shout out to Katie at Positive Feedback for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning and we now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode. 
You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Cheers.